and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, Monkey, Pigsy, Sandy, Tripitaka and the Horse enter a land ruled by the demonic Goldenhorn and his wife, Silverhorn. Bewitched by a beautiful lady, Pigsy discovers that all is not as it seems. An old woman proves too much to handle even for Monkey. Tripitaka and Sandy find themselves tied up when left to their own devices. When a mysterious Taoist magician causes Goldenhorn to lose his bottle, things begin to look up. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast. Me your host, Jake. And welcome again to the Monkey Magic Podcast, episode four, Monkey Swallows the Universe. As I say every week, this podcast will be spoiler heavy and it is advisable if you have not seen the episode to go and watch it first before coming back. Well, we're off and running, folks. So after the first three episodes, we're a Basically, we're just getting the band together. Here we are, off and running on the journey. The narrator actually jumps in straight away. He says, the five have come together and their journey began. Actually, it's easy to forget that. Because when I first heard that, I thought, hang on, there's only four of them. But there's the horse, which used to be a dragon. Which you very easily forget because it doesn't talk. Well, it does talk, actually, but it doesn't talk very often. So, in most cases, you tend to forget about it. The narrator says, They think they want the scriptures, but they seek the end of the way. Like us, the master travelled life after life. Treacherous, muddy road of illusion. Joyfully follow the way, said the Buddha. The quiet way to another country. The master goes beyond the boundless land and nothing in all creation can hold him. So the pilgrims are, are, are walking towards India. Monkey feels that there's something wrong. Sure enough, he's right. And they, they find the remains of some human. Clearly the area they're going through is, is a dangerous one and so it would seem they find a man who runs from them and pleads, please don't kill me. Horned demons and cannibals live in this area, he says. To cross the mountains, you go past the Lotus Cave, sir. Golden Horn and, and Silver Horn live up there. Devils, they drink, drink souls. Which uh, even Sandy is, is shocked at. Like, he was a cannibal last episode. But now it's like, you know, it's... It kind of makes me think, you know, remember when 
where you've got that friend in the group who used to be a heavy smoker and now he doesn't smoke. But he's not just, he just hasn't just stopped smoking. He's like so anti it. This is like Sandy. Used to be a cannibal, right? But oh, now you should be the last person to be complaining about this, right? Anyway. So what it would appear is this whole area, this country that they're going through, is ruled by two demons, the rather curiously named Goldenhorn and Silverhorn. Now, they are a couple of married demons. So in this particular episode, the the villains of the piece are actually a married couple who drink souls and they... Well, they're... I mean, at the risk of sounding a bit cheesy, they're they're a horny couple in more ways than one, right? It would be safe to go around the mountain through this country so they don't have to go past these people. That's what Tripitaka wants to do. Far safer to to avoid these these people. But but monkeys know what Freddy's saying. "Ah, It's just still worth the trouble, right? We'll deal with it. But maybe we should send one of us ahead to... You know, sort of test the way, make sure that there's nothing that bad. The others wonder if Monkey's being overly helpful here. Is there maybe something good lying further on that Monkey's he's volunteering to go first? Uh, Pigsy is particular thinks, hang on, that, that feels like you're up to something. Monkey, recognising how stupid Pigsy is, sees a fantastic opportunity to play a trick on him by saying, Ah, oh, Pigsy, you've kind of got me. How did you guess? There's a beautiful lady lying further up, which, as you can imagine, Pigsy's like, Oh, no, please, can can I be the one to volunteer to go first? <laughs> and yes, okay, reluctantly, Monkey says, Okay, Pigsy, you can be the vanguard. Yippee! Since Pigsy. Here comes Pigsy, and off he trots. Monkey, I get from this, is so impressed with himself. How easy is it to manipulate people? Right? There's Pigsy, he's base instincts. There's a hot woman further on. Can you go up first and see? Yes, yes. Just 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 don't tell him that the hot woman is actually silver horn. She's like a demon. Just be quiet. Tripitaka is absolutely horrified that Monkey has tricked Pigsy. Monkey, though, I sort of feel a wee bit for him. He's going, oh, you know, it was plain to his, look at how clever I am, right? But he also knows that, hey, if Pigsy gets into trouble, I can probably always rescue him, right? He's got a contract for 26 episodes to appear in the show, so... Highly unlikely he's going to die in this episode, right? But yeah, Tripitaka is not impressed. But I couldn't quite believe though, Tripitaka says, he is your best friend. How on earth can you trick him? Like, I was kind of, I was watching that and I thought, geez, it, like, it's amazing that maybe there's something in short-term memory here because... He's best friend. He's only known him for an episode, right? Like, when he met him when he was in the Heavenly Host three episodes ago, right? At each other's throats. They were fighting last week too, and then they sort of kind of 
broke bread, but he's your best friend. Jeez, you, you make best friends dead easy. As Monkey does say, gotta admit it, I'm crafty. Monkey, you're such a wicked beast, tricking your friend so he goes into danger. Oh, right, 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 right. You always take the pig side. What about it? I only did what I did for his own good. And either way, you've got to admit I'm crafty. You know that kind of... You can just see him smiling, you know. If you ever get that in real life, you know, where you you just you kind of give yourself a wee bit of a pat in the back and going, yeah, I done well there. Yeah, good, Jim. Most people don't quite see that, but uh, there, Monkey's quite happy to vocalise it, which most people don't, right? But yeah, Tripitaka's not not too impressed. Pigsy, meanwhile, like he is exhausted because he's going up this mountain trying to find this woman, right? That he's. Hello, like a woman, I can smell you from here. I'm Pigsy, you little honeypot. You know, his part's rotten. He's a total hornback, right? Well, he's come to the right place because it's silver horn he's after. Eventually, he finds a lady and he's, he, he cracks on to her immediately, right? If the lady he finds, she, she's hurt her ankle. Pigsy is like, oh, let, let me, let me touch, let me, let me. Let me, let me look at your ankle. And of course, as he's doing that, he's like trying to kind of maybe move her skirt up a wee bit and stuff like that. He's a total cad before too long. Bang. Nope. He's been captured by Silverhorn, right? It's not a innocent young lady. This is a demon. Back at camp, Tripitaka is absolutely panicking. What's happened to Pigsy? Oh, dear. Monkey, go and find him. But monkeys doesn't want to go. You know what happens in that situation? The headache sutra. So he does, and off monkey goes. Pigsy has been captured, of course, right? He's been hung in the cellar of Silver and Golden Horn. She's heard declaring, We won't eat him straight away. But we will eventually. We won't eat him until he's well hung. Hang him in the cellar. We won't eat him until he's been well hung. Ah, wait, 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 wait! I don't know really what has this euphemism there, but but clearly they're planning to eat him, right? Like it's it's bacon, right? That's what they're wanting. Like maybe, uh, like because the bacon on pigsy will be horrendously tasty, you think? One thing I do think about Pigsy is he's not—he's not shy about just basically blabbing. He's—he's um, he's been singing like a canary to the to the horns, right? So. What I am doing is that I'm also with a priest. We are going to fish the scapegoat. <laughs> Husband, the soul of a pig spirit will give you much strength. Nice crackling. <laughs> Oh, we're going to clip holy scriptures. There's, there's me. There's Tripitaka. There's Monkey. They're like what? Amazingly, Goldenhorn, the the chief body here is. He's heard of Monkey. How has he heard of him? Right. But that, that's not explained. But he's heard of Monkey. They're excited to hear that they're a priest. A priest? Did you hear him say he was with a priest? He's bound to come here looking for the pig. <laughs> So, you know, that's probably more tastier than Pigsy. Silverhorn, though, is no, no bother if Monkey's there because she's thinking, that, yeah, we, we can do him. Let's hope it is him because we can look forward to eating Monkey too. 
So they're basically cannibals, right? Our heroes, meanwhile, they come across an old lady on the ground begging for help. She's burst her ankle. Now that, that sounds familiar. That was the trick that Pigsy fell for. Tripitaka talks to the old lady who apologises for holding them up. Bless you, priest. Monkey, meanwhile, he's just wisecracking. He doesn't buy it at all, right? He thinks this is a trap. Oh, no, no. Tripitaka says no trap. There's a great little intersection. Being so sarcastic. Trying to imitate Tripitaka. A great sage, can you help uh, this old lady? And sure enough, he's called it right. That's exactly what Tripitaka is doing. How gullible. All right, Sandy, now just you wait and see what happens. Wait for what? You just see if I'm right. Tripitaka. Great sage, do you think you could give us a hand here? Could you carry this dear old lady? You'll see. Monkey. What a surprise! Monkey, come here! Gee, what a surprise. Yeah, so he's getting that gig. Off Monkey is carrying this old lady back to where she wants to go. So Trippy, Taka and Sandy are left alone. Come on. It, it's a coincidence, is it? Sandy comments. First Pigsy's disappeared. Now Monkey. Oh dear. Monkey, meanwhile, is struggling with the old lady, right? She's heavy. Of course... As we know fine well, the old lady is not an old lady at all. It's Silverhorn, it's the female baddie. She's tricked Monkey by appearing in a different form and she's taken it out of him. With her main protagonist, that then makes it easier for Goldenhorn to, to then go and have a an easier capture of, of the priest, Sandy, along with Tripitaka. Yeah, they're all captured. Look at all these things we've got in the larder. Fantastic. Silverhorn has basically trapped Monkey under a rock of supreme weight. So he, he's out of commission whilst the rest of them are sitting in the larder. She's behind, beside herself. It's like all her Christmases have come at once, right? She's going to be able to have a... They'll be turkey for Christmas, as they say. Or in this case, they'll be Tripitaka for Christmas. Monkey, I mean, in context, he's already had this 500 years under the mountain, right? So this is now he's under a rock. And there's a magic bottle being produced. Once you go into this bottle, you, you, you effectively, you think it's the title says it swallows the universe, right? It's, it's basically meant that the entire universe is in this bottle. So if you want to capture the demons, that's, that looks like the plot device that that will allow it, but the demons have it at the moment, they want to try and get Monkey into it. And he does go in, and they're thinking, <laughs> goodbye Monkey, we'll never see you again. However, one little magic trick that he does have is he has the ability to turn into a different creature. So he is he's able to turn into his form as a wasp, get out of the bottle, where otherwise he would be trapped for all time. The episode then takes a, a rather interesting turn where the solution to how to defeat these two baddies turns out to be from a trope that probably was used quite a lot in the 1970s. It's the mother-in-law. I bring compliments from Lord Goldenhorn, your son-in-law. His greetings, his respects. The noble lord, 
And his lady, your daughter, Silverhorn, requests the pleasure of your company tonight at the hour of the monkey for an early dinner. I am to tell you that the dishes will include choice cuts from a boy priest held to be the holiest in all China and with ginger sauce. Goldenhorn is not too keen on Silverhorn's mother. So she never gets invited round or that because he thinks uh, she's she eats too much and she's you know she's she's hard work, right? She's a cannibal too, by the way, right? So like she's no like, she's no good news, right? Ginger sauce <laughs> Ginger sauce. I mean like I don't know, like maybe it's that was a supreme delicacy back then because it doesn't feel like that's such a big deal. But the mother-in-law is just, she's all over it, right? Ginger sauce! And then cackling laughter. Like, maybe, maybe that is what is annoying Goldenhorn. He has this mother-in-law around, then he goes to the cupboard. Hey, where's all my ginger sauce? Ah, oh, she's pilfered it. Or eating it. Yeah, well that, that would stop the invites coming, wouldn't it? Ginger sauce. Wow. Silverhorn's mother has something that can help them. A golden rope. And Julie comes to Silverhorn and uh, Goldenhorn's palace saying, Right, I'm here now. They let her in. But of course... It's no her at all. It's monkey disguised as her. And and they're sucked in. He's able to to capture the, the bodies. So what was the episode about? I suppose there's something in about the danger of mother-in-laws. Both Goldenhorn and Silverhorn have got all these disciples, like, on the menu, right? They're good to go. The only thing that kind of spoils their plans is, is the mother-in-law. Right, I wonder, is there any, any real-life examples of that? I wonder, I don't know. There's also something in about the importance of, of disguises. Right, so Monkey has been uh, disguised as the mother-in-law. He's also been a wasp. He's been a he's been a he's a magician in this episode. So, like disguises and different incarnations is probably a theme in this one. And the couple themselves, like they are both as evil as each other. There's probably a warning in there from Monkey about the concept of power couple, you know, where both parties are high earners and basically quite driven. And the idea is, well, you think, well, that's fantastic. They'll be able to afford the best houses, the best cars, the best food. But actually, in maybe in a lot of cases, they just become like like rivals. Here, they're rivals in evilness. Yeah, maybe Monkey was saying, I don't know if this power couple in reality is as good as it seems. In theory. I did like the the fact that Monkey set up Pigsy in the first instance and saying, oh, like, there's probably some hot woman f- further on here. Oh, I want to go, I want to go. 
Tackling, how dare you trick your best friend? I mean, give me a break, he's known him for five minutes, right? Anyway, the, the demons end up defeated at the end. All ends well. Tripitaka, as per usual, lips of silver horn. Some people are trapped, not merely in magic bottles. Whatever you do, you do to yourself. She loved him, now she feels she is nothing. Listen, it's quite subtle, but I think what Tripitaka is saying there by forgiving silver horn is it's making a sly dig at sentencing disparities between women and men in the court system. He's sort of letting her off, even though she was just as evil as Goldenhorn, right? Monkey naturally is unimpressed by this uh, mercy because he's gone, come on, right? They were wanting to eat us, and you know, you're you're letting her go. Tripitaka's thinking, no, no, let's let her go. Probably more disappointed with, with with Pixie, who goes, you know, yeah, well, let her go, because, you know, she is beautiful. I think what we can read in from Pixie there is if he's ever on a jury and it's a hot woman in the dock, it's a stick on not guilty. Right? Totally. Tripitaka is letting her go because he's Buddhist and he's going, no, she'll learn errors away. Pigsy's happy to let her go because she was beautiful. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. You see, I'm sort of on monkey's side here. I'm like, no, the two of you sit down. This Silverhorn was about to eat yous. I've came in and saved yous. And, and you're just going, no, nah, I'll let her go. Very, very frustrating. But hey, there's probably, I'm on the journey too, right? As indeed I hope are you. What did we get from the narrator this week? Let's have a look. When what is indestructible meets the irresistible, the female all too often wins. Well, and that probably doesn't need much explaining, does it? That would probably be a good quote for something like, you know, you get that, uh, what was it called on LinkedIn? Fantastic females or something. What else? Narrator says, love is no excuse. Like a mountain, a good man is visible from afar, said the Buddha. What is goodness? You already know. Goodness is like a mountain. Sometimes it is equally hard to achieve, and someone must must first find a way. The master goes beyond the boundless land, and nothing, neither men nor demons nor gods, nothing in all creation can hold him. Mungi is magic, a god and a mortal, but he is less than the Buddha in you. Well, that's good, isn't that? That's basically saying, for all the powers of monkey, we are more powerful. I suppose in how we react to things, including posts on LinkedIn. Original Transmissions. 7th of December 1979 in the UK. In Japan, the 22nd of October 1978. And in Australia, the 7th of May, 1981. Join us next week when we look at the power of youth.
Catch you later. Listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share, and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at Monkey Magic Podcast at Gmail. My name is JP. Thanks for listening.